All right, another episode. So is that really her or is this Zoom? No, this is really Joan St. Ange. It's me. Because we did a very modern thing. We had a Zoom. We had a Zoom show, but this is our guest in person, Joan St. Ange. She looks in person. She's in person. You are Jackie the jo Jack. Jo God, See, we can't no, edit. Okay. We can't edit. So every time he muffs, no offense. Every time he muffs something, it stays in. You are Jackie the Joke Man Martin. And you are Peter Bales. I am Peter Bales. And Party this of is two. Another Sorry. episode of Stand Up Memories. I can't believe you didn't plug your stupid comedy class. Contest. Well, no, stop. We're we're here. Plug with, your con plug your comedy we, show. We don't have to plug my comedy class, standupuniversity.com. We don't have to do that. We have <laughs> That's out of the way. Let's get our guest on this show. We're so lucky to have her. Her name is Joan St. Ange. And Dear she, friend for many, many moons. We've known her for a long time. She's terrific. And she ha is an actress. And she's a stand-up and an expert. And I do mean an expert. She is multifaceted. And she has oh. huge experience and insight into improvisation, which we should address more on this show. Now, Joan, right. yes. welcome. Oh, thank you. And just as I sip my coffee, you go, welcome. What, oh, what I should thought we address more? Well, this show is stand-up memories. And Joan, I know, has a lot of memories of stand-up. Yes. And I'll ask you now, what do you find more rewarding? Stand-up, hitting the clubs, hitting those crowds? Or now do you find acting more well, rewarding? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. That's very lovely. The we coffee's love great. We love you. I don't do stand up anymore. I know. So uh, I'm. I acting is uh, okay. Here's the story. I was an actress in Denver, and I got my actor's equity card. So you know, and then I found out I couldn't work anymore because I win actor's equity, and I can only do equity theater. That's when I went into stand up. That real. It actually really limits what you can do. Oh, you can only work equity houses. And so, there was so one theater in Denver, so I kind of screwed myself in that way. But, That's interesting. Uh, so I, I, had, I couldn't do any theater, but I could do stand-up and I could do improv. Okay. Now, you started stand-up in Denver? Yes. And when did you come to Long Island? 1984. All right. And All right. Were you chasing comedy? Were you chasing a guy? Were you chasing... Here's why I came. Mm. Because I was here on vacation and I got a part in a movie. You did? Yes. And moved to Long Island. And that movie was Ryder P. <laughs> now, how did you... We I couldn't even get Let me explain to the audience what's going on here. Ryder <laughs> P.I. was a movie by a local Long Island producer named Cole Hosh. Carl Hosh. Carl Hosh. And uh, it is Hosh. I'm sorry, it was Carl Hosh and the other guy, Chuck Walker, who is a mentalist, I heard. Yes. Oh. Now, back then oh, it was a mental case. Now, this movie was <laughs> fun. I was not in it. I was probably the only one not what? in it. What? Were you in it? I was not in it. Till the very, very, oh, very last, because I, like, I was ready to kill somebody, so they made me the voice of the machine that's on the refrigerator, so that when the fat girl goes to the refrigerator and opens it up to get food, I insult her. And I'm well, not even I, sure I ever saw it. 
I played a transvestite who Dave Hawthorne hits on and then punches me in the mouth How when he fights me. Did, so did you come to town and I was here the, in the summertime. And you did his, the improv? And, and I No, I didn't do the improv. I just auditioned for this movie because I was dating at the time Jack Simmons, God bless his soul. Jack Simmons, did he a die? terrific yeah, he comedian. Died. He terrific died last comedian year. who passed away yes. recently. And he was really, really great. Now, yeah. okay, so you're here on Long Island. You're doing this. The point is it was a, a local ridiculous movie. It was a very stupid movie. Every, but every you know, my comedian. friends in Denver didn't know that because I was just in New York. Yes, and doing a movie. I auditioned you know, and they asked You know, that's the me. thing. If there's, not sub, if there's no subheading, you know, I was in a movie. Exactly. I did a movie. Nobody has to know anything else. Well, my uh, relatives in South Dakota think I'm a Broadway actress. And I say, no, no, I'm a New York actress. And my, go my cousin goes, doesn't matter. <laughs> Actually, okay. the first movie I did in the 80s, uh, the only way you could see it was in Times Square and you had to have tokens. Ah! <laughs> now. <laughs> did the thing panel yes, come up the panel and, went and up down? And then yes. it went down, depending on how many tokens you I am had. not ashamed to say I actually went to that place more than <laughs> once and... <laughs> Gee, I don't, I don't know why you'd be ashamed. Why you want to admit little, that? Not even a little now, ashamed. Yes. You now, wait. Now, the writer P.I., I've told the story P. before, okay. but I'm going to tell it again. Jim Myers was in that movie. Yes. And so was his seven... He was the bartender, and I was in well, that scene. I don't scene. remember the movie well enough, but his seven-year-old son was in it. And he said, you know what? When am I going to be in a movie with my kid? I'm in a rental limo. And meanwhile, it wasn't at a theater. It was like in a little multiplex oh, yeah, 12 yeah. or something. I don't think I even went to the opening. He goes by limo with his kid. And he said to me, it was worth renting the limo because the movie was so bad. It was worth renting the limo. So we had tinted windows on his side. <laughs> so, it was so bad. But I knew it because I'd all, I've been an actress. I did a lot of commercials. I did a lot of film in Denver. But, and then they go, and I, I come in and I go, okay, where's the makeup? And they go, makeup? <laughs> Wardrobe? You gotta bring your own clothes. And I was like, what? We're, we're filming at Charlie's it. house today. Yeah, true. Yeah, I love it. But you soon ended up a fixture at the legendary, here on Long Island, uh, Eastside Comedy yes, Club. Yes, yes. And you got into stand-up. Um, actually, I was in stand-up. I traveled around the world. Mm -hmm. I, uh, world. Uh, the Southwest. Uh, but I went, uh, I did improv because I knew Dave and Dave, Bob through that Dave movie. Dave Hawthorne, Bob Nelson. Oh, so a couple that was your intro. And, and Rosie O'Donnell Rosie. just left. Rosie O'Donnell. And they needed a woman to fill in so they could bend over and for and and But Nancy, my future ex-wife, was in that group too. Called the Laughter Did company. not see her in that group. Well, Nancy? which improv group was she in? Rosie was in the no, Laughter Nancy. Company. Oh, Nancy. Nancy was she not was in, in Laughter Company. It wasn't Laughter no, Company? No, it wasn't the Laughter Company. She I'm was in sure. one of those groups. I don't know. That could have been a story just for her to get out. Right. Maybe you should have <laughs> her here. She, she's a great entertainer. Now, oh, anyway. She's great. Tell a lot of comedians watch our podcast. Oh. And new comedians. Oh. And tell them why improvisation is important for stand-ups and how the two are close cousins. And oh. Really well, improvisation, and, and I did, uh, even though I was an actor, I did comedy improvisation, and I really wanted to emphasize that because I wasn't like, let's get into the scene. I want yeah. the punchlines. I want those right, punchlines. 
So that's what I kind of grew up on. And when I came to um, New York and Long Island and working with those guys were great, but they were all sketches at that right. time. Right. They were all sketches. So, so they I was, didn't have their eye on they didn't the punchline. I had, I would come in and go, doctor, the patient is ready. And I would leave and then they would do their sketches. Okay. And I was like, hmm. But I did it for a while, and then they they became big. Both day they they were never there. So I was still at the improv, going, and I think I did improv with you and and uh, Zabrowski maybe. Yeah, Joey Novick and well, these are local uh, all the comics, all the Long comics Island, that would, would come in, and they had no not you, but they had no training in improv. Well, I was the director of the Laughter Company. And Which I, was, I, did not I took know. workshops at Second City. So we were doing improvs in order to create scenes. Sketches. Not sitting down right. on a typewriter. Right. So, see, I never was really privy to any of this. So the Laughter Company was an improv group. It wasn't a training ground? It, it was not a really improv group. It was more of a sketch, sketch comedy. Sketch comedy group. But it wasn't right. intended to be a, a, a learning situation it was no a, no we're no we're already was, good and we're no, doing sketches it was, it was dave and uh, you and, know and bob nelson and rosie bob O'Donnell nelson and, and rosie and vinnie mark and vinnie mark and and we created i was the director and we created sketches through improv like that's they do that's like they do in second, second city. city okay i left and they, they never created another sketch again and never did and they became a group that does essentially improv games as entertainment for the audience, right. which is a totally different animal. Which, which I was trained in improv games to go up and freeze. Boom, 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 boom. Right. yeah. Right. And so- you Help me and help the audience. Yes. What is an improv game? Uh, there are different things that you do to promote. So it's not scenes. It's not like we're in a right. dentist's office. It's like, give us a dentist's office and we'll create a scene through that rather than doing. Now, uh, Second City, the way they work is they have the improvisation and they get a sketch from their improvisation and tone that sketch and then do it that night. So it's very sketchy, which is what- So they, they mold did. it to They the mold it to it. So it, I don't know if you ever see a little bit like Dave Alford would go, we need a place. Yeah, a library. I heard dentist's office, and right, <laughs> see, right, he never right. heard dentist. But that's what whose line anyway was yeah, it? They did yeah, it. They yeah. filmed it three times. When I first started doing stump, stump the, uh, the joke man. Remember Kevin Sullivan was a guy who I played guitar, and yeah. he used to play stump the band. And he'd say, yeah. "Give me the name of somebody," and they, and they couldn't believe that he had a song for whoever they yelled. But of course they're going to yell Springsteen. Of course yeah, they're, they're going to yell Beatles. Yeah, of yeah, but, and Bob Dylan, and you but, can go, but hey. But I would say, this is long before I started the two lines, set them up, knock them down. I'd say, give me a subject, and I'll give you a joke. And if somebody said, uh, you know, uh, ball game, you a baseball. But if somebody said, you know, Italian dressing, I would say, okay, Italian meal. You know, yeah, you, you right. open the umbrella. Right. So you there's a are, lot more underneath no, it. A lot of know? people don't know that Jackie Marling is the Maury Amsterdam <laughs> of our generation. A reference <laughs> to the Dick Van Dyke show of the 1960s and a great reference. And I know you don't know this, but that was literally, in my life, Maury, I, I, you told dirty jokes from the time I was the two, two inches oh, yeah. tall. They dirty jokes, jokes, yeah. jokes, dirty jokes, dirty jokes. And Maury Amsterdam 
Maury Amsterdam was on The Tonight Show. And Carson said to him, so, uh, Maury, supposedly you've got a joke on anything. And Maury Amsterdam said, give me a subject. I remember this like it was yesterday. And Carson said, birds. And he says, all right, birds. Why do hummingbirds hum? Because they don't know the words. Carson laughs, everybody laughs. And I watched that and I said, I'm going to be able to do I'm that to only with that. dirty jokes yes. someday. I swear to God that... And I and then fashioned course, my career after Rosemary. Did you really? So, no. <laughs> no. But it's so funny. Because <laughs> you, you don't realize... That if I had... That she was wonderful. She the, was. The, the she light was. bulb doesn't go on. You think, that's so cool. The guy has a joke for anything. But meanwhile, be, two seconds before they go on, Johnny, I'm going to do a joke on anything, you say birds. Of you know, of, of course. course, but you don't realize that when you watch. And years later, no. uh, I was on the um, Bill Boggs comedy. Yep. Oh, tonight. hey, was there and, and did and that. So uh, we're on commercial. Joe break Franklin, and other says, big names. Uh, you, you got jokes on anything? You know, I'll, you know. You want me to give you a subject? I said, okay. So we get back to commercials. And he said, Jackie, you got a joke on anything? I said, uh, give me, a, give me a. a, a suggestion and he said hospital because I had told him to say hospital yeah and of course oh, I had a joke for it and then I was like I got shattering. douche chills because well, that's cheating it's, it's cheating. Like, like Mickey Mail flying in a helicopter and dropping the ball into the into the center field. you know what the great you know? Robert Klein used to do something called make a song where call out a song title and then he'd make the song a make up a blues song and he had his piano player with him right and he had and the, he, he had played the harp tunes, to the no and and he had to stop doing that in his act because he did it so well the audience thought it was set up oh that's, that's how good he was now explain yeah. to the audience and i want to get to joan of course joan, that's klein's version of the story right. <laughs> now Stump the Joke Man was yeah. where the audience would give you a setup and you would get the punchline and you would virtually never get stumped. No, but, but I would. But that was such but a ridiculous bit because I used to have the guys stand up in place and I, always, I almost always knew the joke, but I have the girls come on stage. So, of course, I'm making fun of their boobs and their ass. It's so politically incorrect. It was off the charts. Hello. But they all knew <laughs> when they came on stage what was going right. to happen there wasn't any surprises what was so great was every time I answered right the crowd went nuts but when I got stuck by somebody they went twice oh, as crazy oh. so it was, a, it was a no when you hardly ever this got is, stumped this is why we look at car accidents it's the reason <laughs> we you know we can't turn away oh Joe, it's I was bad, on stage I, at Rascals and a girl asked me a Jewish joke and it was such a simple setup, I could not believe that it wasn't in my brain. And this is the Rascal's Comedy Hour. I used to tape Stump the Joke Man after yeah. Rascal's Comedy Hour. Okay. And the girl says, why do they bury, bury Jewish guys standing up? And I didn't know. And I said, okay, you win. I don't know. And she said, to keep the change from falling out of their pockets. <laughs> And I said, That's listen so to this, wrong. listen to this. I said to the girl, I can't believe that is so funny and so silly and so, I can't believe I didn't know that. Exactly. And she said, I can't believe it either because I stumped you with that same joke two years ago on the same stage. <laughs> 
So there goes the whole Jackie knows every oh, joke Jackie thing. She stumped me with the same Jack, joke. Jackie Jackie doesn't pay attention. No, <laughs> Yeah. I was there one night. I was looking at her boobs. I was, you know. that's the problem. That's I was there one night. Did you feel under her armpits? Because yeah. oh, you used to do oh, that Harry, all the time. Harry, Harry, terrible. I was there one this. night when he was stumped, and you'll pick it up. Somebody in the audience, it wasn't one of the ladies on stage, said, what goes up and down with no rhyme or reason? <laughs> and I couldn't believe, it was a great joke, and you got stumped. Do the punchline. The, it, I used to uh, do Nutrisystem on the Stern Show every oh, couple yes, of years because they needed somebody to be a flunky. And, and meanwhile, it was good for me because I was so overweight and I'd lose 20 pounds and they'd pay me money or whatever. And I was at Club Binet, 700 people. You couldn't move in the place. And in the back corner, a guy yells, what goes down but always comes back up? And I'm like, and he goes, <laughs> and he yells, you freaking wait. <laughs> and the crowd, because the crowd wait. was all Stern Show fans, oh, so they're all in on stumped. it. Wow. Free t-shirt. It was just Free t-shirt. That's the t-shirt cannon coming out. We have, we have so many performers on this show. I like to ask, because cause you're great, and it goes so well every night. But I like to ask about the night's that it didn't go well. Like we're at the diner, you know, comedians at the yes. diner, like the bombing story. Well, I remember more of the bad than I remember the good. Do you? Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I got the high when I did really well. I love that Yes, high. we all But that whole horrible, oh. I did a King Broder, Broder thing uh, in upstate New York. Oh, may, may he not rest in peace. Interesting booker, the comedians And just. Okay. so bad it was some it was some kind of lodge Friar and Tuck. I just bit the big one just, and I couldn't couldn't do anything I, I couldn't again. dig myself out of it and usually I'm really good but I just couldn't and then you know you get the flop sweat and you're like uh, never oh. let them see you sweat okay um comes yeah, up the back your never neck. did another gig for him okay but, you don't freeze in improvs no, no, no. And that, that wasn't just a, I started out doing a new joke. That I don't recommend to any comedian. So I started out, <laughs> I'm, I'm driving up this gig and I've got the material running through my head. You got I'm gonna a great go idea. I've got the, the first clean new five minutes and it just, first joke, bomb. <laughs> We've all been there. Yes. Did but, you ever, not very often. Did you ever have, I mean, everybody has had, especially performers have had the same uh, nightmares. Like oh, yeah. I, I, the nightmare where you're on stage and the curtain's about to open and you're like, nobody ever showed me a script. Yeah, nobody, you know, yeah, that's, a, that's called the actor's nightmare. Have you ever been on stage yeah. in, a, in a play and drawn the blank? Oh yeah, every, I think everyone has. I think every actor has done that. Or, or the, the person jumps ahead or gives you the wrong he, he, the, the the trouble would be on stage with another person is when they get get it wrong you're the one that looks like the idiot because they, they they're not passing you the well, right ball well yes i've had actors who completely blow it and turn to me and go 
What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> uh, okay, you're going to make me the fall guy. But that's where the improvisation comes in. And that's, when it's Shakespeare, they say, Madam, I am yes, bereft of words. Yes, yes you know, I am it's, bereft it's, so it of fits, words. You know. Shakespeare is fun to make up, let me oh. tell you. You know, when I was in a two-man band, and we'd play songs and tell jokes, and if I was doing something, and I was doing terribly, I would... Just turn to him, and the whole. That's why you don't I, have that opportunity in stand up. No, you no, have that, that in improvisation, and you have that, you know, of course, in acting, yeah, in the theater, and the and having the, the other actors. The, right, you know. Uh, I tell the story a bunch of times on the show. I don't care. Nelson was on stage in Fort Lauderdale, and he's killing Bob Nelson, who does, you know juggles uh, balloons and he, he uses props, but he's brilliant. And this two-man group, Mac and Jamie, were on the show too. And they're standing there. And as Nelson's killing, they're like, well, that's crap. Look at that, you know. Hack, all, yeah, you've got sure. all this garbage, that's ridiculous, sure. blah, blah, blah. And I just said, listen, you guys, not for nothing. He uses props. If you're on stage, what is the single greatest prop you can have. That's another human being. And you two guys go up there yeah. with the two of you. Yeah. Which is the You're old, right. you can turn yeah. to the other Did guy. Did you do it in that you know, angry go, voice? Go up on your own, by your own damn self and see, you know what I mean? Well, so, the other guy's the prop. Those are right, the, right. the prop Right, right. this is going to crack you up. There was a manager at the comic strip in Fort Lauderdale, I'm going to let Jackie finish this story, mm. named Joe Mullen. Did I work had, there? I think I remember did, Joe Mullen. And he had to fire an act. Mm. And he had to do it because they were not doing well. We've told this story so many times, have, I, and I, I will we, never get sick of this story. I will story. never get sick of this story. And they kept pressing him, well, why? Why are you firing? Why? And he finally... No, they didn't get he was firing him. They, he called them in the office, and he said, I, I think you should go home. And like, no, no, Joe, we've only been here a week. We're, we're booked for two weeks. Yeah. He said, nah, nah, you, you should You're pack dead. up. and you go. And they weren't getting it. Right? No. That, that's they were one. not getting it. They're in his office because he told the story later. And uh, he said to him, all right, you know, they, he was, they backed him into a corner. He said, all right, let me tell you something. If is there ever, this is a two-man group, a, a man, a guy and his wife, and they went on stage and they were horrible. And, I, you know, I forget their, I, I know their name. I'm not going to say it. I don't because they're probably still doing it. Yeah, they're, they're probably watching. But he said, Joe goes, he's from the Bronx. He's yeah. you know, five foot three and he's from the Bronx and he's wiry and he's a pisser. He goes, you aren't getting it. But do yourself a favor. If you are ever offered a job at the post office, you should take it. <laughs> because when you used to walk on that stage, you're trespassing. <laughs> To a performer. I got, I got. And he said it just, it, that was off the top of his head. That wasn't a prearranged. I got booked in Fort Walden Beach, where the Air Force bases are, and I got booked in a strip club. And it was a female strip, but I was like, oh, okay, I've never done it. And I was so Midwest. I was like, the doing my bits. And the guy comes up, come here. You're terrible, you suck. Get the fuck out. And I, oh, I'm sorry. That's I don't right. know if you know. That's right. fine. But I, but I was like, oh, uh, oh, give me another chance. Just give me another chance. I promise. So I went up there and I was the 
filthiest, grossest, most disgusting person I've ever seen and got the gig. <laughs> That's Got the gig. I got my $600 for the week. Oh, but it sounds to me like... You are now an actress, and you love yes. live theater, and... She's still filthy. Still filthy. <laughs> I was always a little bit too dirty for But, I mean, you enjoy live theater. That's more yes. than anything else. Yes, Even As much as you love improv and stand-up, live theater is... Absolutely, because you're okay. your did you a plug? Did character. she plug? Yeah, we want to plug you. Oh. Where are you going to be? You, you've got a great role, you told me before. I am uh, doing a... Um, uh, at the Studio Theater in Lindenhurst, Long Island. All right. Um, original play called Frank and Atra. It's March, opens March 24th through April 9th. It is about an Italian family that's obsessed with Frank Sinatra. So it's very <laughs> relatable. It's, a it's very, 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 very realistic premise. Very realistic. And you play someone older than yourself. I play an 86-year-old woman named Aunt Gert. So <laughs> I sit okay. in the corner with the rosary beads and I have a zinger like every three pages. That's All right. Well, that's a perfect role for you. <laughs> exactly. And you I know there's that. probably a few Italians on Long Island that might show up for that show. That's true. You never know. Let's, uh, and not to mention the Jews that are trying to pass it. themselves off as Italians. Yes, guys, well, of is, course. They all do that. That's vintage Jackie uh, right that's there. That's vintage Jackie. Uh, Joan, you, <laughs> yes. are, you are terrific. You have been as long as I've known you in everything you've done. Stand-up, improv, and live theater. Live theater. Thank you, Thank Peter. Thank you so much for coming on. Aww, we will, we will be having delightful. you back. Oh, we'll, we'll be, be having more you Joan St. Ange. Oh, thank you, guys. And, uh, the problem is that she's our last guest at today's taping, which means we probably have to invite have her to come drink. to dinner with us. <laughs> Luckily, it's your turn to pay. Oh, you Actually, think so? I do have rehearsal after. She has I rehearsal. guess it's my turn to pay. Oh, yeah, see, now it's your turn no, to pay okay. when I have rehearsal. Ladies and gentlemen, you were thank great. You, thank you were you, terrific. Sweetie. And Jackie... You were Jackie. Thank you. I have so many more stories. Though. Oh, we want more. No, no, and we will do more. Pa we back by popular more. demand. Thank you, Joan St. Ange. Thank you, of course. Thank you for having me, guys. Jackie the Joke Man Martling. I am Peter Bales. And we'll see you next time on Stand Up Memory. Sure. That was a pretty good episode. A new episode every Wednesday with me, Peter Bales, Jackie the Joke Man Martling, comedians, interesting people. Leave a comment. We'll, we're going to get, we'll get uh, what am I saying? I don't know. We're going to get back to you. We will respond to your comment. Standupmemories.com, if you go there, it shows all the different platforms. Oh, Spotify, we're on everything. Every Wednesday. Stand Up Memories. Every Wednesday. A new episode.